The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's Friday. It is. Thank goodness. Yeah, busy weekend ahead, though, as mentioned off the top of the show, but that's good. It's social busy. Lots of fun. Not work busy. So, hey, listen, so saw this story. Uh, It's not out of the big blue folder, um, but I thought perhaps it could engage our listeners a little bit. Well, why am I taking credit? You thought it could engage our listeners a little bit, and I totally agreed. It's about this 14-year-old. Oh, man. What a story. So stupid things you do when you're a kid. Exactly. So here, it's a 14-year-old boy. He's been arrested uh, down in the States for pretending to be a sheriff's deputy. Uh, This happened uh, while driving around uh, his Southern California neighborhood in a white SUV that he borrowed, by the way, from his grandmother. Well, borrowed or stole. They weren't sure how he got it. Right. Uh, nobody wants to be an accomplice to this. So he was pretty active. He had a very authentic uniform. He had replica guns. He had a vest. Uh, he had it all. Like anything you would uh, associate with a police officer's uniform or his equipment, he had acquired it. And he was captured on security video. He was pulling people people over. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh. He was. It's a good way to get killed, by the way. But he was pulling people over. He had gone to the door of some house and said that they had gotten a call about a domestic mm-hmm. disturbance. He took a statement and he, he just acted like a police officer. And this van or this SUV he was driving was brilliantly equipped. The red and blue light that uh, he mm-hmm. had attached to the inside of the windshield looked real authentic. It was huge, not just some little thing you buy at a variety store. Um, so deputies were told of this happening Um they were able to track down the car and then eventually uh, execute a search warrant at his home where they found all sorts of stuff all sorts of stuff like i say guns all fake but guns whatever and ballistic vests law enforcement related oh, the, items the, the picture the inventory picture is just remarkable hey, i think get this he was on probation at the time. That's just it. Like, he's a 14-year-old, so he can't be identified. Um, but he, they can say that he was on probation at the time, but they can't tell us for what. So he's been in trouble, obviously, before with the law. Um, he's, he was held at a juvenile detention yeah. center east of Los Angeles. So God is thinking. Yeah. Um, what, was the th- <laughs> what was the stupid thing that you did that Let, you got into trouble for? Yeah, let's give it from, you know... Birth to say eighteen or nineteen, uh, when you were a teenager, didn't really understand the consequences of it. Understand them now, or just a dumb thing. And I will just admit myself that we really thought it was a good idea one time when we were about sixteen, and there was three of us, uh, and we got this little light that flashed, and you could pick the color you wanted it to flash in. So we had it flashing in red. Mm. And we drove around the countryside in PEI seeing if we get cars to pull over. So we did the exact same thing. We didn't have the uniforms and all that kind of stuff. Um, we just we did it for about an hour. And we're amazed, by the way, wow. that some cars peeled away. Like some cars saw the light and just peeled <laughs> away. Um, but when we returned to my friend's house where his mom and dad were having a dinner party um, with a lot of people over, probably 30 or 40 people. We pulled into the driveway and there was a police officer 
already sitting right in the driveway that somebody had phoned in a description, a license plate. They tracked it it's down. It's the gross boys. And it wasn't my car, and I was in the back seat. I'll say only that. Um, none of us were charged, but our parents were all informed of what we had done. That kind of ruins the dinner party. It was so humiliating uh-huh. for her. Um, she came out. She, the mom came out. The dad came out. Party guests were coming out yeah. to see what was going on. And when she realized what had happened, or you know, and mm. police are at your house, right? She fainted uh, on the driveway, and I've never forgotten it. She fainted, and we had to pull her away because she fainted right beside the exhaust pipe of one of the cars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and we had to sort of pull her away from that. It was, it was just dumb. And stupid, and something I I regret having done, and but we all make mistakes. Jeff apparently made a mistake. He's on the phone. Hey, Jeff. Hello. Hello. What did you get up to? In grade six, well, I'm 55, so in grade six in the mid mid to early 70s, I lived in Johannesburg, South Africa, mm-hmm. for a while, and me and my buddies, uh, and most of the homes there in residential areas were um, flat-roofed, and uh, so there would, there would be the um, a house in the back where you would have the hired person mm. and often his family, his or her family living, and then the main residence, and we somehow thought it was okay to uh, get up in the middle of the night. My buddy threw stones at my window. I woke up. In the meantime, my dad woke up a little bit later and came outside with a baseball bat, and we didn't know that. But we decided we were going to walk on people's roofs. Mm. Oh boy! And in in, in South Africa in like 1974, yeah, not- that that was really really dangerous. And you think, you know, uh, young young guys, um, pretty stupid. Yeah. And yeah. so that was that was my dumb thing. That was your dumb yeah. thing. So what? So did did your dad found out about it? Did you get in trouble, Jeff? I got in trouble one or two days later because he kind of put the pieces together. And we, we were actually, you know, going into people's properties mm. and walking on their roofs. And, uh, like, how did it not clue in that they were going to hear us and maybe come out and shoot us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Well, that's a biggie, Jeff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you for sharing. Okay. All righty. Yeah. They can be, you know, those moments where you, you look back and go, what were we thinking? Like, we could have ended up dead. We could end up, yeah. you know, someone hurt. Or could be something funny at 4960063. The stupid thing that you did when you were a kid. We were talking about this kid down in uh, California who took his grandma's car was pulling people over, mm. showing up at people's homes, impersonating a police officer, 14 years old, showed up at someone's house saying that there was a report of a domestic disturbance. And the guy's like, yeah, no. No, I think that's who uh, reported him. Over at our texting line, uh, cousin and I took his dad's 57 Chev through fields and ended up going into a slough. No licenses, that from Bernie. And when I was 12 or so, I climbed on top of the school and painted over several skylights with tar. Oh, there was always those kids who were able to climb up on the roof of the school. <laughs> hey, Jay and Andrew, when I was about 10, me and my friends discovered that WD-40 is flammable. We would spray the WD-40 on my dad's shop floor and light it on fire. We just about burned down the shop. The only thing that saved us was my grandfather caught us and put the fire out. Boy, did we ever get a butt chewing. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Shelly. Hi, how are you? Good. What'd you get up to? Uh, well, this was probably early 90s. And it was spring break, 
and my parents uh, uh, were working, so we were home. You know, we were probably in grade, I'm thinking six, uh, and we were home alone. So we decided it was spring break, so beautiful sunny day, I'll never forget it. We ended up stealing my dad's car and going for a joyride. Mm. And going, we lived out in a Drossen area and uh, picked up uh, picked up our girlfriend that lived down the street and drove around the subdivision all innocently, you know, just uh, cruising around. Uh, and then we ended up going back to drop off my girlfriend at her home and pull into her driveway. And <laughs> it was my sister driving. Uh, she ends up not putting the vehicle into... Uh, uh, park, but stuff on the gas and drives right through their garage. Oh, oh, it was the funniest thing I'll never forget. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, we weren't hurt or anything because it was we were going, you know, not very fast. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. And we actually, uh, it was my dad's uh, white Chrysler New Yorker, like a big boat, so yeah. you know, felt somewhat safe in this, thing. <laughs> but uh. I'll never. We actually never told my dad. We told my dad that it was the quad because we we felt we were going to get in so much crap that we just we told him that it was the quad. And no damage to the vehicle. <laughs> That's the funny thing. My dad. I don't know. He probably thought he did it. Um, <laughs> it was white, and we like took white out, and we were like white, <laughs> white out. White out. Like, so, I'll never forget driving with him to the store, and he goes around front, and he kind of looks at the truck car, and he's like like what happened here kind of and we're, my sister and I were just like oh god he knows but yeah the you know how they ended up finding out is my girlfriend's parents um the insurance company was like there's no way a quad did this right like mm, okay. <laughs> so we, had to, we had to like come out and say like yeah no it was a car I'm still stuck on the whiteout part. <laughs> but everybody, I think, not everybody, but a lot of people have done that. Not necessarily with whiteout, but you think oh, yeah. you take a little spray paint or you take a little nail, nail polish, polish yeah. yeah, and you try and fix a scratch on a car and think it'll yeah. never be discovered. We thought we were so resourceful. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, thanks for sharing. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You betcha. Chad Van Ryan says, uh, I was a straight-faced goodie or straight-laced goody two-shoes. Oh, I'm sure you were. <laughs> uh, uh, how about the stupid things I did as a kid and a, and a young man? How much time do you have? My stupidity was endless when I was younger. I'm 55 now, and looking back, probably lucky to be alive. Love you guys. Have a good weekend. You too. Yeah, you too. Okay, it's 2.45 on the 6.30 chat afternoon. So we'll still take your text and phone calls on the stupid things you did when you were a kid. Um, but how about this? Um, it was in the news the last couple of days regarding being able to have a have a drink when you're in yeah. the spa, a hair salon, or a barber shop. It's it's a weird story because apparently the problem. How great is this? Well, yeah, the the problem arose because there was a salon in Calgary that actually got a liquor license mm. and renewed that liquor license, and then was told that it was issued by mistake. Yeah. So they had already been legally, they thought, well, legally in fact, uh, been serving liquor in this salon, and it's the kind of thing where. You know, so to finish the story, so they take the license away, and then that causes people to complain that you, you should be able to do this, right? So it's a, a Class B liquor license. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you have the sole purpose of your business is not 
uh, serving, serving booze. booze, right? So that would be that would include anything really, as long as you're fully equipped. Um, that your staff has pro serve training, that you offer hot or cold food. Mm-hmm. Um, and you safety have to, codes. And yeah, there's all kinds of other safety codes to go along with the liquor license. But generally speaking, they were never list, uh, issued before unless that was the sole purpose of your business. So, But here's the thing. Yeah. There's been like barbershops and salons doing this. Has there? Oh, my gosh, yes. I've you, never you know, had a beer while having a haircut. Oh, really. well... Uh, Although I would yeah. welcome that. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard of you know guys going in and getting a whiskey or a beer while they're getting their hair cut. So I know in some, I know in some salons uh, offered like maybe a glass of champagne. Well, I've or seen that on television, honestly, but I've yeah. not seen it in person. Yeah. Where I was telling I've, you, I've, I've done it. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I think I, I just sort of thought that was maybe a New York, L.A. thing. I've seen it on television where the ladies are in the high-end boutique shopping and out comes the champagne. It's never really dawned on me before that that's something you don't typically see in Alberta because I don't go to too many high-end <laughs> boutiques. But is there a question to be asked here in terms of what the shared services should be of the of the company or the, the business? Because one of the companies in Calgary is one where you get your bike fixed. Yeah. So, and I think by bike, they mean motorcycle, so... Oh, I thought it was pedal bike. Oh, okay. So, well, let me ask then, if this... Should you be encouraging people to drink? You're not encouraging. You're, you're offering, offering that it. service to them. But I think at the end of it all, it's not an end. It's, it's anything. I mean, you can go to a restaurant. There's yeah, beer and true. booze and there. Leave it's, and get in your car. Leave and get in your car. It's with anything. It, it's about educating about uh, drinking and, and driving and, and, and limits and that sort of thing, right? Tommy Guns serves alcohol. I just got my hair cut last time at Tommy Guns. I got asked if I wanted to drink, come to think of it. That's right. <laughs> But I thought they meant like coffee. Oh, I wonder what Jalen's hair bill, hairdresser bill. Now that they sell Sailor Jerry, yeah, no, no. And see, here's the thing: I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a drink probably, unless you know my husband was coming to pick me up because I, I don't drink and drive, mm. so. No. Uh, someone says uh, if the salon becomes a private club and sells memberships, they can get around the legal issues. Yeah, but that's There's the no whole legal point. Issues. There is no legal issues anymore. That's no. the whole point. They can apply for a Class B liquor license now without being a bar. My girlfriend works at a salon that serves liquor clients. Love it. This one says um, very common in Las Vegas spas. Little whiskey and a shave. Never hurt anybody. Huh. Yeah, there's a hair salon on White Avenue that offers bottled beer when you're getting your hair done. Mind you, it cost me $300 for highlights. I needed beer. <laughs> it's from Claire the Naked Gardener. <laughs> what if the client doesn't stay long enough for the alcohol to wear off? Yeah, but I mean, again... I mean, with anything, they'd have to ha- go through that would be the so same. to know right, like how what many if they, an hour. Yeah. Exactly. Like the, the two points would be, what if any bar allowed somebody to leave yeah. while drinking? So it's just another business. The, the difference is that one's primary focus is alcohol and the other is hair salon. I'm not going to get my hair done and uh, with the intention of getting gunned. No. Right? Although, how long do... Like, you can be four hours in a hair salon, right? right? Depending on what you're getting done, yeah, for sure. My hair appointment is usually two, two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, which goes to the other point, right? The pro-serve that you just mentioned. Yeah. I have my pro-serve. Um, it has to be renewed from time to time. It outlines... Um, it outlines the rules and restrictions with regard to service of alcohol. So mm-hmm. that would include over-service, but it also includes the server being aware of whether or not the customer intends to get in a vehicle and 
having to offer them alternative transportation or notify authorities. So you're trained not to facilitate drinking and driving, which every server in Alberta has ProServe, without exception. And when a liquor inspector comes to inspect, those ProServe certificates have to be on file with the... uh, with the owner or the manager of the bar, and I'm sure that will now be true with mm-hmm. salons, right, if you serve alcohol. A bar that allowed weed would be preferable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just kind of one of those nice little added things, and I would suggest that probably a number of hair salon makeup type places over the years, especially when bridal parties are coming in. Oh, yeah. Having a little glass of Prosecco while you're getting ready for your big day. I can tell you that it's happened. Well, it's happening. I mentioned to you yesterday when we were looking at this story that uh, there was um, a laundromat in, I think it was Regina. It could have been Saskatoon. It was definitely Saskatchewan, where I had asked at the front desk of the hotel I was in, is there a laundromat nearby? And they went, well, the closest one is this, but the one you'll want to go to, (laughs) and it was called like Suds and... Suds Suds and Suds? Yeah, something like that, um, where they, yeah, they had a bar, and you could sit there doing your laundry and have beers. But I don't, I don't know what the rules are in Saskatchewan or whether that was legal at the time, because that's got to be a Make sure you're ago. taking your own underwear home. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do end up the next morning going, I don't remember owning four pairs of jeans. Uh, my buddy's wife has a hair salon. She's been serving wine for about 20 years in Red Deer. Serve alcohol is going to be the first time I get a perm, and I don't have hair anymore. <laughs> my, my, you can't uh, always go to a bar, of course. My, the salon that I go to, they just have a, a Red Bull fridge. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not a whole lot of booze around, but a Red Bull fit for Keep it in mind, we're not, nobody's encouraging, and nor is it permitted, for the people working there to drink. It's well, not like your hairdresser is going to be hammered. It's kind of like the legalization of marijuana. Just because it's there doesn't mean Everybody everybody's do going it, right? to do it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, I think I'm. I don't know that I would ever... For me, drinking is a social activity. It's not a... Well, I think there's a difference maybe for a guy, depending on where you're going for a salon. It sounds like Jesperson and his hair barber oh, yeah. guy no, no, no. He have needs a good relationship. And, uh, but yeah. he goes in there every two weeks. I mean, you go in once every four, four to months. Four six months, yeah. yeah. It's going to say. And you probably don't go to the same person all the time. No, I don't. No, so... You know, I've been going to my hairdresser for years, so when we get together, it is, oh, it a, is social a social event. event. We're okay. friends. Well, that makes sense. We talk about life and love and weddings and kids. Do you ever talk about me with your... Uh... No. Okay, that's fine. No. I'm good with that. Yeah, I, yeah. she doesn't know who you are. Oh, so. wow. That's... Wow. No, she doesn't listen to the radio. That, no, that's fine. No, like, she, that, she doesn't not, listen no, to the radio. I'm good. I'm good. That's totally good. Like, she's never listened to our show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's nice. Thanks for bringing us a new listener. All, you've you've she's formed at, a friendship. She's at work all day. Yeah. So? They're Lots not, of people listen to us at work. They're not going to be... <laughs> she's not doing an 6.30 chat in the, in the fancy hair salon. Why? Because they have to come music and stuff. I think this would be just as entertaining to people getting a haircut as listening to music, do you not think? Listen, are you a fan of this show or not? I am a fan of this show. Because I'm always blown away when I when I go into a business that's playing Chet. Yeah. I always ask them, hey, I, do you have that on all day? Again, and then I, I never tell them who I am. Again, I'm just uh, suggesting that maybe some places would be more conducive sure. to playing 630 Chet than others. Like, I'm not sure if we're going into a spa to have a massage done that they're going to switch out the uh, the waterfall tinkling music with 630 <laughs> Chet. All right, that's fair. Right? You, uh, as much as I would love sure, them sure. to. I don't spend a whole lot of time time in salon, so I don't know. But no, that totally makes sense, what you just explained. <laughs> Three times a year for a haircut, one time a year for a pedicure and back waxing. That's it. Him, not me. That's right. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.